Hello all and welcome to another episode of Everyday Black History. Happy Monday to you all out there and I hope you had a wonderful weekend and that your last week was great and that you got everything accomplished that you needed to get accomplished. But now we start a new week and um, you know we'll be heading into Black History Month so naturally Everyday Black History we're going to be doing a lot of you know Black History and talking about the accomplishments of uh, black men and women and institutions and um, you know how important it, it, it is for black culture today and how it's moved us and progressed us forward. But um, today on Everyday Black History, we're going to be highlighting Dr. Shirley Ann Jackson. And Dr. Shirley Ann Jackson is an American physicist, uh, African-American physicist, and she's also the 18th president of uh, Ren. I, mean, I hope I'm uh, pronouncing this right. Uh, uh, Rensselaer uh, Polytechnical Institute, which is a private research university and space grant institution located in Troy, New York, and one of the top institutions uh, in the country. She's the 18th president there. She's the first African American woman to have earned a doctorate at MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and she is also the second African-American woman in the United States to earn a doctorate in physics and the first to be awarded the National Medal of Science. She's also an inventor who's credited with, uh, with uh, making the breakthrough and uh, conducting the research that allowed other inventors to come up with uh, touchstone um, touchstone, call waiting, call ID, all those inventions were used based off of her research, but we'll get there uh, soon enough. Uh, a little background information on her, she was born um, in, uh, Washington, in Washington, D.C., August 5th, 1946. Her parents, uh, Beatrice and George Jackson, are uh, uh, two people who valued education, and they encouraged her in school. Uh, she was helped in her interest in science by her dad, who helped her with her projects for her science classes. Um, and while she was in high school, she attended accelerated programs in both math and science, uh, graduating in 1964 as a valedictorian. She began her classes at MIT in 1964, one of fewer than 20 African-American students and the only one who was studying theoretical physics. Uh, while she was there at MIT, she did volunteer work at Boston City Hospital, where she tutored students at the YMCA, and she earned her Bachelor's of Science degree in 1968, um, and then uh, for when she received her master's, she wrote her thesis on uh, solid-state solid physics. She elected to stay at MIT for her doctoral work. Um, and one of the main reasons that she decided to stay there was to encourage more African-American students to attend the institution. Uh, she worked on elementary particle theory and received her PhD in nuclear physics at MIT in 1973, being the first African-American woman to earn a doctorate degree from MIT. She uh, is also, as mentioned, the second African-American woman in the U.S. to earn a doctorate in physics. So that's an important and important accomplishment and distinction that she's earned um, throughout her career. Um, as a postdoctoral uh, researcher of subatomic particles during the 70s, she studied and conducted research at a number of physics laboratories in both the U.S. and in Europe. 
Her first position uh, was as a research associate at the Fermi National Accelerator Laboratory in Batavia, Illinois. Um, in, in 1974, she became a visiting scientist at the European Organization for Nuclear Research in Switzerland. And while there, she explored theories of strongly interacting elementary particles. In uh, 1976 and 1977, she both lectured in physics at the Stanford Linear Accelerator Center and became a visiting scientist at the Aspen, um, at the Aspen Center for Physics. Uh, at one time, um, her her, her uh, research focused on Landau-Ginsberg theories of charge density waves and layered compounds, and she studied two-dimensional Yang-Mills gauge theories and neurotrino reactions. And uh, listen to her statement. I'm going to read this statement, and this is, you know, so big because of the fact that it's way over our heads, but she says this, I'm interested in the electronic, optimal, magnetic, and transport properties of novel semiconductor systems. Of special interest are the behavior of magnetic polarons in uh, semi-magnetic and dilute magnetic semiconductors and the optical response properties of semiconductor quantum wells and superlattices. My interests also include quantum dots, mesoscopic systems, and the role of antiferromagnetic fluctuations and correlated 2D electron systems. Now, I don't know what any of that means, but I read it because the sister's talking about this like this is like, you know, regular layman stuff that average people talk about. And she's talking about like it's nothing. This should show you how intelligent, how brilliant she was, that these are her interests right here. These scientific terms that only a handful of people in the world knows are is what her research was based on. Groundbreaking things she was... Um, uh, discovering throughout her research and this is back in the 70s a black woman doing this back in the 70s in 1995 Bill Clinton appointed her uh, Dr. Shirley Jackson to serve as chairman of the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission becoming the first woman and first African American to hold that position and at the NRC she, she had the ultimate authority for all NRC functions pertaining to an emergency involving an NRC licensee uh, and while Jackson served on the commission, she assisted in the establishment of the International Nuclear Regulators Association. And she joined the Theoretical Physics Research Department at AT&T Bell Laboratories in 1976, examining the fundamental properties of various materials. In 1978, she became part of the Scattering and Low Energy Physics Research Department, and in 1988, by 1988, 10 years later, she moved to the Solid State and Quantum Physics Research Department. At Bell Labs, uh, she researched the, opti the optical and electronic properties of two-dimensional and quasi-two-dimensional systems, and she made contributions to the knowledge of charge density waves and layered compounds, polaronic aspects of electrons and the surface of liquid helium films, and optical and electronic properties of semiconductor strain layer superlattices. And I keep discussing all these things because it's important to know how complex her research was and the fact that she was making these this you know um conducting this groundbreaking research um she uh has prepared or collaborated on in over 100 scientific articles based on these topics she served in the faculty of Rutgers university um from 91 to 95 while she, all while uh, consulting with Bell Labs on semiconductor theory. 
Um, as mentioned, it was while working at Bell Labs and the research that she conducted that uh, uh, her uh, research, her breakthrough research, um, enabled others to uh, make advancements in the portable fax, touchstone telephone, solar, fel- uh, solar cells, fiber optic cables, and her research specifically helped um, with the technology behind caller ID and call waiting. So, you know, for all these years we've had call waiting and call ID, many people don't know what it's like not to have call waiting or call ID. Those of us old enough do remember that, but it's because of Dr. Shirley Jackson's uh, um, research that uh, these uh, breakthroughs were made. Even though these inventions like the fax machine uh, predated her time at Bell Labs, it was her research that allowed advancements in these inventions to take place. Now, as mentioned, uh, she was the 18th president of uh, the uh, uh, Rensselaer, Rensselaer, excuse me, Polytechnic Institute. Again, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Or RPI, as it's also known, we'll just call it RPI so that you know don't have to pronounce it again. But on since July 1st, 1999, she's been the the president there, and she's the 18th president at that institute, and the first woman and first African American to hold that position. And since her appointment um, to RP- as the president of RPI, she's helped raise over $1 billion in donations for philo- philanthropic causes. And um, she's overseen uh, capital improvement um, in the school, including, including the construction of the Experimental Media and Performing Arts Center, which cost over $200 million. And also she has a lot of support from the faculties and the board of directors, uh, the board of trustees for the school. Um, there was even a situation um, where she had issues in the school and she got backing, full backing from the faculty and from the board of directors, which, you know, allowed her to stay because they had full confidence in her. Uh, she's been uh, one of the highest paid university presidents in the nation from 99 when she started, 1999 when she started with a combined salary and benefits package of 423000 She was making a 99 to making over $7.1 million in 2015 um, with her salary, benefits package, other uh, benefits that's included according to a Time magazine article, making her one of the top paid university presidents in the country. And in 2018, her contract was extended uh, by the Board of Trustees uh, to go through the end of June 2022. So it's clear that... Uh, they have uh, much confidence in her because not only are they paying her well, and I mean when I say they're paying her well, they're paying her very well because she has uh, um, uh, non-taxable benefits, she has other bonuses, deferred comp in the millions, she has a housing allowance, they pay for her housing and a, a beautiful home with, you know, you know, five bathrooms and seven bedrooms. So, you know, she's doing very well as the president of RPI. And um, because of the fact that they renewed her contract shows that they have a lot of confidence in her. Um, she's also the board. She's also sits on the board of, uh, of many uh, companies, many organizations, including the New York Stock Exchange, uh, IBM, FedEx, uh, just to name a few uh, of the board of directors that she sits on. And she's received many honors and uh, distinctions throughout her career from many many different organizations 
Um, I advise you to do yourself a favor and look up Dr. Shirley Jackson because she's accomplished a lot and she's still continuing to accomplish things uh, throughout her life and in her career. So definitely do yourself a favor, look her up, Dr. Shirley Jackson. Um, there may even be some places that claim that she didn't in- invent the fax machine because she didn't invent those. Those were already invented before her time, but it was her uh, breakthrough research that helped to make improvements in fax machines and in caller ID and in um, call waiting. Actually, her research actually helped them to invent call ID and call waiting specifically. But um, so yeah, do your research on her because you know she's accomplished so much and she's still doing her thing and accomplishing uh, you know much throughout her career. So uh, definitely do yourself uh, a favor and research her and get further information. But that concludes this episode of Everyday Black History. Please continue to support as um, we'll continue coming with more episodes of uh, Black History. And uh, I have a lot of episodes, so please, you know, scroll down on Anchor or whatever you use, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google. Uh, I have a lot of episodes, a lot of uh, past episodes that I did of other people and things they invented and accomplished. So uh, please, you know, continue to support. I appreciate the support. And stay tuned for the next episode.